That Blues, Royal Blue family, you got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Grips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Jed here alongside the Bolt. Bolt, how are you? I'm going well. Nice and refreshed. And yourself? I'm well, sir. Another week, another win. Another week, another win. Nine in a row and we've now had to officially go to the diary, go to your phone calendar and clear the space. Because the Blues will be there in September. So so you cancelled your bookings at Mount Buller? Yeah, well I'm not a skier myself personally, but we are... Wherever I was going, plans are currently on pause for September because who knows? Well, we know we'll be there the first weekend. Who knows how deep they'll go, but we'll let the momentum roll. We will let the momentum roll. It's been a wild two months. Nine on the trot out of absolutely nowhere, and it was almost a full circle moment. It was like we went around the world. We beat the Suns to start the run. Yep. We had eight ridiculous wins, or seven in between, and we've come back around to the Suns and beaten them again, and really... It was nine wins in nine completely different ways, topped off with a 40-point comeback away from home on the weekend to win by, was it four points in the end? Yep. Which was quite incredible, the way that that match unfolded. Crazy. Charlie Curnow essentially took the entire Carlton Football Club and its 90,000 members, or 90, is it? Yeah, I think it's about there. On on his shoulders and just went bang. I'd like to ask you before we get into this show... And it's, it's a pretty hard question to answer, but Charlie Kernow's second quarter, where does it rank for you in individual performances in a single quarter? Because in that quarter alone, Charlie had four goals, a goal assist. He also had, I think it was, here we go, we've got it up now. In that second quarter alone, wowee, have a listen to this, eight disposals at 90% efficiency, four goals, a goal assist, three marks, two inside 50s. Where does that single quarter rank for you in individual performances? It's definitely up there. As in, when you think of individual quarters, you always think of Judd in the third quarter of the 2013 final. Yeah. And I guess similarly in 2013, when we're 39 points down against Port Adelaide on the road, needing to win to get in, our captain at the time, Mark Murphy, completely stood up in the fourth quarter and um, really carried us that day. But Kerno, we were so lackluster in the first... We were downright pathetic in the first quarter. We were lackluster. There was just no intensity. The skills were horrible. And Charlie Kerno quite literally inserted him. He was actually playing all right, Kerno um, in the first quarter. He was, mm. he was still looking lively, and they moved him up onto the wing to kind of change things up a bit, but it wasn't working on the scoreboard. And he essentially set up that Cottrell goal in the first quarter, but he mm. literally just 
completely opened the game up. It's crazy that we're 40 points down at the start of the second quarter and then to be two points down going into the main break is crazy. It's as if, like, the comeback never happened because it happened so quick, so early. Yeah. So, and then it was a grind from halftime onwards. Well, I was worried at halftime because I think I said, like, we've already had the comeback. So now we've just got to make sure we put our foot on the pedal because... It's, we've sort of seen that story before where a team yeah. will come back, but they'll come back really early and then it's like they don't kick on. For sure. So that was character building, I thought, the win because yeah. we really had to grind it out away from home. We had to come back again in the last yeah. quarter. Well, well, 13 points down on two occasions in the last quarter. I, I thought when Chol kicked that goal, yeah. it was probably not going to yeah. work for us that day. I, I agree with you. I wasn't feeling good. We just weren't playing well. We we're just, were just a little bit sloppy, a little bit errand. They were opening us up a bit, which other teams have struggled to. They actually played okay, Gold Coast. But, um, yeah, like in round 14 was the second quarter where we just completely, I guess, resurrected our season once again. And this time we consolidated our season. We did. And it's crazy. You know, we're going to the finals for the first time in 10 years. And the reality is we've won nine in a row. Between the years of 2014 and 2021, we failed to win nine games in any of those seasons. Eight years that in a is, row post our last crazy. finals appearance. So that's it's, absolutely it's, mental. It's monumental what Carlson's doing, and it's it's almost one of the greatest runs in a in a in. It's one of the greatest in home and away season runs that we've seen in a number of years from any team. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, yeah. The last one would be Richmond. Yep, and they can and they ended up falling into eighth. We we're three games clear of ninth with the game to go. It's not like we've fallen into the eight here. Mm. We are like a staple of the eight. It's well, we're the clear fifth best team. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's I'd say it's more so a top five than a top four. I'll put it this way: I think if you asked all four clubs in the top four, who do you not want to play in the second week? They'd all unanimously say Carlton for sure, for sure. Uh, plenty on the menu in this edition, Bolt. We're going to go through individual player analysis, BNF votes, Twitter questions, VFL, because the VFL game on the weekend was yeah. something that we, we need to speak about. But, and you know what's good about Carlton at the moment? I think I'm going to. I'm not going to speak on behalf of both of us, but I think for the first time in maybe the first time ever really in our lifetimes, but the first time in at least 10, 12, 13, 14 years, you're actually a bit proud to be a Carlton man right now. Yeah. It's, it's really, you know... It's a great call. It's really enjoyable to say, yep, I'm a Carlton fan. I've enjoying going to the footy. I'm enjoying getting around this team. It's crazy where we were 10 weeks ago, but you know, you can actually be proud of your football club for once, which well, means a lot more than anything else. You know, you can be a proud Carlton supporter. I think you're 100% right because let's be honest, mate. For most of our lifetime, someone asks you, and who do you go for in the footy? Be like, oh, Carlton. That's the answer. Yeah. Carlton. You're, you're a bit... You're not embarrassed, but you're a bit like, mm. it's like, yeah, like they we, go for a better team yeah, than you, unless like they go for the Gold it's Coast. It's more like we both do, we can both acknowledge it silently. We know we're shit, but that's who I go for. Correct. Whereas now it's like, oh yeah, I go for Carlton. It's like, yeah, the yeah. Blues. <laughs> As I pin my shoulders back and... <laughs> um, all right, let's go through uh, player analysis. We're going to start in the back line. The man who just goes from strength to strength every week and uh, could now really see himself wearing a blazer, Mr. Wiedering. Yeah, well, Wiedering has to... Clearly has been the best key defender in the last over the last three months. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he would be an All-Australian right now. I think Wiedering's form has just been... Just... 
incredible, really. It mm. really has been incredible. He played on our old mate, Kaz Bolt. And um, how do I put it politely? Kaz Bolt was Kaz Bolt. Weedering was Weedering. Absolutely killed him. And it's a shame. You know, the coaches' votes obviously won't get released for the final two rounds of the season. So we won't know where the coaches ranked Weedering. But Weedering was incredible. To put this into context, Levi had kicked a goal every week over the last six games. So he'd gone two goals three weeks in a row, and then he'd kicked four. So, I mean, Levi hadn't gone a game without kicking a goal for six weeks yeah. and didn't kick one on the he weekend. He didn't have a shot on goal. Yeah, didn't even get really the ball at all. I think he had four, he had five disposals. Yeah, no. Wh- so, this, it, like, you know, you can make fun of Casbolt, but he's been playing well this year. He has no, been. No, well, he's earned another year. So he's playing next year under the Hardwick-led Suns. Yeah, so he's been but, um, playing. He's been playing well, Casbolt. No. So it's 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 a very good performance. It's from not Wiedering. indicative of Casbolt. Weedering is the best key defender in the game right now. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, and uh, another man who I have firmly uh, fitting into a jacket is Mister Newman. Yeah, well, once again, just he was terrific. He was more than terrific. He was brilliant again. He's just become... Uh, it's amazing how reliable and trustworthy and just a br- just a beautiful player for us. 31 disposals, 9 marks, 4 tackles. He went at 85% efficiency, 6 score involvements from the back line, 21 pressure acts. Once again, a couple clearances, 425 metres gained. Bolt, there's only one question I need to ask you. Is he in your All-Australian team yet? He's not. It's How? getting close. How? What do you mean? It's... Who's in ahead of him? My back six. Yeah. Consists of Stewart. Better than Stewart this year. I don't know. It consists of Stewart, more Weedering. More and Weedering fair. And I've then got more, I've got more Nick Dacos, Sicily, Sinclair. Yeah, well, it's Stewart's the one for me. And, and, and it know, might be. He, he might play instead of Stewart if they're going to play... Could, Stewart could get in there on name, but we'd, but Newman's had a better year than Tom Stewart. You can't convince me otherwise. You really can't. It's tight. You can't convince me otherwise. It's tight. I can't sit here and... Well, then hang on. There's always going to be a defender on the bench. Yeah, there so, might be. So who would that be? Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but... Is there it, not usually a Newman. defender on the bench? Doesn't have to be. That could be Newman. That could be I Dan Houston. I can't believe you don't have him in there. Oh, he's very close. He's been incredible. Don't get me wrong. You're <laughs> preaching to the choir here. He's been in mine for weeks. And since he's entered mine, he's only gotten better. Yeah, no, he's a gun. He's a gun. Gotta be. There's got to be room for him there. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll find it. And if I don't, hopefully the selectors do. I'd love nothing more. Someone who has now had a third fantastic week in a row... Zach Fisher, 28 disposals, 7 score involvements from the back line, 13 pressure acts, he had a clearance, 4 rebound 50s, 2 inside 50s, 5 marks, 4 tackles. He was, once again, just very impressive. And honestly, out of those players coming out of the back half, we've now got options. I think there was a point in time where we really just wanted the ball in Sardo Doherty's hands. A Boyd I like as well, but now Fisher's... Fish is damaging yeah. with the ball in hand from that position. And you add Newman into there as well. Well, yeah, yeah. But New- sorry. But yeah. Newman's no, more, more... Newman's not just a running heart. Yeah, like, yeah. Newman's more deep. Well, Fish, has, Fish has been good. Fish has been great. The only thing... I, I still think there is going to be a hard call made on Fisher come the first week of finals. So you reckon he won't be there? No, I do think he'll be there. But I think the call that still needs to be made is... 
do we need another genuine defender in Boyd? If we're going to play, let's say that we play the Giants first week, who have Green, Bedford, Lloyd, and Brent Daniels. You're going to have to get a bit gritty defensively. And that's where you think, well, I still think that... I I think Fisher's been great. I don't think he could have done much more, but I still think that conversation's going to occur with, do we maybe just need an extra defender? It's interesting because in on the weekend, and we will get to our VFL review later, but on the weekend, Boyd had seven disposals. Yeah, and I'm not... And that doesn't help his case. It doesn't, but... I think we know, you know, you know, you go through those small forwards or you look at the Bulldogs and you look at, we can shut down Waitman, but you saw Anthony Scott got us in round nine, you know, or you've got, um, what's his name? I know they're shit ass, but like your McNeils and all these guys. But, <laughs> but, I know they're shit ass. But, but, <laughs> but, the, but the Giants, those four Giants I mentioned in Green, yeah, Bedford, no, Daniels bad. and Lloyd, like they're pretty handy. Yeah, they're like, good. One of them's going to go off. No, they're good. So... It's interesting. Oh, Fish has been great. You can't ask for much more. I just think that conversation's still going to happen. Interesting. Um, staying in the back line, Kemp. Yeah, Kemp was good again. Um, Kemp's going really, really well. He played on... Well, I can see why he hasn't played for most of the year. Um, Cholly. Um, I thought Chol was terrible. but Crazy, because he was so good yeah, last year. It is, but I'm no Kemp's... Yeah, Kemp's been a revelation for us. He really, truly has been. Chincotta. It was a really, really, really disappointing day for Chincotta. He was really bad. I'm not going to mince my words because we... Well, he's your boy. Yeah, I, I like Chincotta a lot, but he was really bad. Um, not a good time in the season to be bad. I think he'll see next week, just over the course of a body of work. But it was a very disappointing performance. Mm. He was really poor. Really bad by foot this week. Just made some really big blues. I know that left foot kick going in board, just complete turnover. He needs to be better. Hopefully, he will be because I, th- I like him in the team. Saad. thought Saad was excellent. Yeah, he was. He's starting to have a really good two or three weeks now, which is great. Um, getting his mojo back. Um, no, I was happy with Saad's game. Loving these every week as a new reaction from him after the siren and mate i reckon going back a year now on this show i reckon it was middle of last year or maybe it was when we started losing last year at the back end i sort of accused him of just not showing enough emotion didn't see the fist pumps and you know didn't look to be too excited when we were winning games but right now i'm loving it he's absolutely in ripping form and you know, you like to see when we're, the final siren goes and we win. The emotion, you know, show us what it means. So, loving Sadi right now. Marchbank. Well, I'll put it to this way. Marchbank will not play the finals. Marchbank won't play this week. Um, I think John Ralph's actually just announced on Twitter that we're going to play Cheryl Walsh and McGovern this week. They're so is all- that breaking news? Yeah, somewhat. They're, well, I think we basically alluded to it in the injury report last week anyway, but they're all going to play, and I think it's the easiest selection decision we'll have to make all season. McGovern for Marchbank. Marchbank's just... I'm sorry to say, but he's just way too nervous with ball in hand. He's... he's I don't say it lightly, but he's somewhat of a liability at the moment, I feel. As in, he started the game on Lukosius, and they were just going right through Lukosius. 
And I know Lukosius only kicked one goal, but a lot of their scores were being generated with Lukosius up the ground. Marchbank was just like a lost puppy. I don't think Marchbank will be featuring for us in the finals. I, uh, and politely, I hope he doesn't. Because McGovern's just a clear upgrade. And I think Marchbank's future at the club's going to be very iffy at best. Um, I think that's all the defenders will dock. I mean, we, we you know, he wasn't a defender, well, yeah. but let's go through Doc to get into the middle. You know, Doc, he wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Neither here nor there, I thought. He was okay. I what thought do you reckon? He, I thought he was... You didn't see a whole lot of him, but when... I feel like when he was involved, he was pretty good, but I'm looking here, he had 25. I mean, I don't know. It didn't feel like he had 25 on the day. Probably, yeah. It probably wasn't a trademark Doc performance. Can I just say, and I know Will's sitting on the same side of the ground that... Heritage Bank I'll, I'll Six Stadium, rows behind you. Six rows behind me. And uh, and uh, if people are listening and were sitting on that stand opposite the interchange bench on the weekend, shout out if you agree. It was virtually impossible to see the other side of the ground from the second tier. The sun or the lighting, it was very hard to see the far side, wasn't it? Yeah, I had my hat positioned. I had my hat like tilted yeah. virtually over my eyes. I don't know what it was. Because it's like when it's sunny at the MCG... And you sit level two or two A of the AFL members, it's fine to see the other well, side of yes, the ground. Because the MCG is about double the height. Yeah, but the I'm, stand but is saying, double to triple the height. I had sunglasses on. Probably, and I had it's probably hat. triple the height. I was doing all these methods. It was so hard to see the far side of the ground. It was yeah. just odd. My eyes at halftime were like painful because of how much I'd been squinting. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, it's, not, it's not the best stadium for the sun, is it? Oh, you reckon? Because it's a skeleton. It, it this there's there was sun beams of sun creeping through every little hole in the stands. Like it, it was, was very hot sitting there. Oh my god, it was boiling. But lucky, sweating bullets. I tell you what, the the plethora. It was like, it was like of, being at the cricket match. Well, the plethora of alcoholic choice was just what the frozen cocktails. I was drinking vodka cokes at the footy. <laughs> like how much was pour, a vodka coke? It was like ten bucks. They were pouring literally. Like, I had like like I was at a bar, the big bottle of vodka, and they'd pour it into the cup and then get the mixer at the football. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. There was I, you would have seen. Oh, you did see me yeah. walk up the aisle with four frozen <laughs> cocktails, oh, mate. Like we're on a beach in Vod- Mykonos. Vodka raspberry slurpees at the footy. What's oh. that? <laughs> Unbelievable! That vodka passion fruit well, service. How you get so, people? How you get people through the gates? Just getting eight, really drunk. There were eight different flavors. I didn't know what to do. I was struggling to pick through them. But yeah, I definitely encourage to get to Metricon, well, Heritage Bank Stadium next year because it's uh, the weather's lovely. Yeah, well, we we're very lucky with the weather this weekend. Yeah, the weather's great. It's just a nice weekend, and if you win, well, yeah, then it's a really nice weekend. Non Carlton related, but. Dimmer to the sun's thoughts? No, I don't like it. Moving on. Moving on. Um, all right, let's go through the midfield. Um, one man who we need to speak about who's just flying under the radar, but now almost not flying under the radar anymore is George Hewitt. Definitely he's been, not flying under the radar. Because he's now just been, been incredible. Awesome. Bloody awesome. I thought he was elite on Saturday. He had only four clearances, which to me is bizarre because it felt like he was walking it out of there. Ten tackles for Hewitt. He was just... Yeah, we, I think we've spoken about it over the last few weeks. The fact that he's now becoming more than just an extractor. Yeah, he played very, very well. He, I've been very happy with Hewitt's last month. He's, it's crazy to think he was playing reserves a couple months ago, but he's... Yeah, wild. He's wild to think that. Well a part of this side. 
It's also going to be wild when probably Dow or Kennedy plays reserves. Let's speak about Dow. I thought Dow's game was very similar to that of his game against St Kilda. I thought his first half was really, really poor. Um, just a lot of errors. Just really coughed it up a couple of times, but he came out really strongly after halftime. And yeah, credit to my boy again. He is um, going to make life very difficult for the selectors at some point. I still feel like he'll be the one that gets squeezed out when push comes to shove, or at least move to the 23rd man. But I think he can hold his head up high and say he's put in a relatively solid three to four weeks. 24 disposals at 70% efficiency, six marks, four tackles, seven score involvements, a goal assist, 21 pressure acts, 532 meters gained, seven clearances, five inside 50s, three rebound 50s. He was very impressive after halftime. He was very impressive. He was very, very good after halftime. And I think now with Paddy Dow, our mindset... Surely, my, well, mine's shifted. Surely yours has shifted in that there is now a chance he'll be at the club next year. No, I just think we'll get more a better draft pick. Well, what's he worth? It's interesting. Because I think now he's worth a pick 35, pick 40, yeah, possibly even more. Be. Yeah, could be more. Second round pick wouldn't be out of the ordinary for him. It wouldn't. You know, it's it's an interesting one because at full strength, you know, Crips. I know we're at the pointy end, but there's still, in regards to everything, there's a lot of footy to be played. No, I know. And I know, I know. we might only play two more, but these are two really... Well, yeah, like, the we're next two find weeks will decide. You know, that first final, I know it's one game, but you're going to see who's really... Who's there, you know? Yeah, I, I still think... Yeah. Yeah, the next two weeks are massive. The I say, you just can't get attached to players. You can't keep them all at the end of the day. Well, I was going to say... You've got to keep turning the list over. The other, the other thing is, with our midfield, is we have got a lot of midfielders who really can't play anywhere else. Cripps, Kennedy, Chera, Walsh, Hewitt. Yeah. Those are five who are just pure mids. Yeah. And Dow is also just a pure mid. Those six guys can't play it. Well, they can, but... They're not great anywhere else. So, you know, you compare that to other sides and it just, like, you know, you look at the Bulldogs. They've tried to fit them all in. They've tried to move McRae out of there. They've tried to move Smith out of there. It doesn't work. So... Oh, they were rucking Dunkley. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to be careful. And, you know, I just fear if Walsh and Cherry are going to come in this week and Dow's playing... It's a lot of mids who can't really play elsewhere. I'm, I would not be wanting to move Dow out of the middle. If he's not playing in the guts, he shouldn't play. Yeah, I agree. So that's something to keep an eye on in selection this week. Uh, continuing through the midfield, the skipper. Well, I think speaking of selection, I think he will likely miss this week. He looked pretty banged up. Well, and he I, clearly, I think it was his back and also yeah. his ribs. Like He couldn't bend over. I don't think he'll play. I really don't. and I'd almost like him to just enjoy a week off. Yeah, no. Get him right for the first final. Crazy that we're thinking about getting our boys right for a final. But um, Paddy Cripps is the man that, honestly, we expect to dominate come week one of finals. He's going to be like... It's going to be like be, releasing... Oh, oh, he's waited a long time, hasn't he? Like we've seen people in those... In the, in the stadiums in America where they release a raging bull and then you yeah. see these people get bowled over and thrown into the air mm. and crunched and crushed. That's going to be Patrick Cripps yeah. at the MCG in two weeks. Yep, and his output clearly struggled there after getting hurt. It wasn't a great game for Cripper, but, you know, 
the he battled on, mate. Yeah, he, he still, still laid eight tackles. It, it wasn't <laughs> one of his on. wasn't one of his greatest games, but he'll most likely, I'd say, have the week off, which will mean Dow can play again, and we'll see where we go. Uh, Acres, thought Acres was very good, mate. You know what Acres does, and he did this a lot on the weekend. Because he just motors all day. There's never a moment where he's not running. He is always just running. He's either running one way or the other. He's just running. He just fills holes. There are moments in games where there are opposition players who are standing by themselves and they're about to get the ball. And Acres, you just see Acres coming from 20, 30 meters away, gets there with the fist. He did it twice on the weekend. He is just as important as it gets for this team. His engine is ridiculous. He is like... If you don't rate Blake Akers, you I can't I can't value. I feel like I always, and I feel like I always stood by him during the year. I, I've always really quite liked him, but he um. Oh, you've what do you mean? Yeah, you've been I, one of your favourites. Yeah, this year. no, I've always defended him. I think he's had a great season. I think he's going to come comfortably in the top eight of our best and fairest. Oh, for sure. He's had a great season, and his last month as well has been superb. Really, really good. Um, I've been very impressed with him, and he obviously met his. Weekly quota of one out in the full, which was his first kick of the day. <laughs> but, you know, the man was on the field for 95% of the game. Mate, he is just an absolute machine. It is crazy. I can't, I can't believe it. He's, he's just a machine. And you speak about, you know, and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that it was him and Hollands who would rarely go to the bench. Well, this week it was Cottrell, 93% game yeah. time. And in, in his 50th game, got us going with the first goal of the yep, game. And, and, and one of the oh my God. greatest oh efforts my God. of the season, his run on the wing. Oh, my goodness. To then kick it to Kerno, to then get it over to Owies, I think it was. Yep. Or was it Martin? Or was it Owies? No, it was Owies. And that's indicative of why Matt Cottrell will be playing come September as well. Ollie Hollands. Well, I think... Hollands is going to be the one that gets squeezed out as well with Marchbank. I think they're probably the two I'd pencil in personally. They just won't be there September. Mm. I just don't think... I think Hollands has had... I think it's going to be a very productive season for Hollands in the long run. Yeah. He's gotten a lot of footy under his belt. There's still a long way for him to go. He just... He's just... Unfortunately, right now, he's probably not there physically at the moment. Yeah. Needs a bit and of size. He does. And he's had a great season. He should be very happy with himself. He's going to have played... You tell me, what, 15, 16 games or whatever it is. I feel like he's going to be the one squeezed out. Doherty's going to move back onto the wing and that will be that. 31 but, pressure acts for Hollands yeah, on the weekend. I'm not, I can't question his... I'm not going to question his ability or his endeavour. He's just not quite there at the moment and it's a very... I feel like it's an easy decision. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a bit stiff, but it's just a, the a, way it is. A full pre-season is going to do him a world of... He's going to come out next year, put on a bit of size probably have a bit more of an idea of how the game works he's, yeah. he's you know this kid's just going to get better and better but i agree i think right now you know with a couple of key personnel coming back he's probably going to make way um bolt i think that's the well let's speak about cunningham who got subbed off well he's now also going to find himself in a very interesting position david cunningham um Probably been quiet a three of the last four weeks. I didn't even think he was that quiet when he got subbed off. Well, let's only, let's only... be honest though. Who was going to get subbed off for Kerno if it wasn't one of the big rucks? If it wasn't yeah, one of them, well, it was always going to be Cunningham. Probably was, but yeah, as he only kicked the ball twice, it's just there's once again there's going to be a squeeze in selection somewhere. I really like David Cunningham. 
And that might be the question. Are we going to keep the extra midfielder or keep David Cunningham? And I feel like what we've seen over the course of the last two months, you have to have one of Cunningham and Fogarty as that outlet to be able Mm. to pinch hit in the middle. I feel like that's really helped our balance, having one of them run through. Something I'm really worried about. I'm really worried that they'll play Dow in that position. And that would be a disaster because that was why Fisher didn't work. Because his entries inside 50 weren't good enough. He was struggling to find the ball. We've oh. seen Dow play that role before. Well, you if, can't play if it. If you're going to play Dow, you have to play Dow to his strengths, which is his clearance winning game. And you can't win a clearance from the half forward flank. You, you mentioned Fogarty. That could create a selection headache in yeah, itself. Yeah, well, Fogarty's going to be available this week, you'd assume. So that's And he deserves to be in this team. I agree. Um, the Ruckman. Well... It's a, a very interesting one because Wits is obviously a very strong ruckman. He's a, he's a yeah. very good ruckman. Probably a top five ruckman in the comp. He's very good. Um, but I feel like I, I thought after about half time or thereabouts, I thought we actually probably nullified him a lot. As in, Pitonet ended up having five clearances for the game compared to Wits's three, which is just huge, you know, at stoppages. I didn't think either, you know, well, DeConning struggled again. He only took one mark and Pitonet took zero. So, you know, and and, that, and that's why when all the naysayers say you can't play Mackay, well, we need that outlet kick. You know, those the, the Ruckman just, there's, they've never had an aerial presence, neither of them, DeConning or Pitonet. But I thought they did enough to nullify wits around the stoppage. This has been a topic which we've disagreed on for a number of weeks now, the Ruck situation. I'll give. I've been on Pitonet's back the last couple of weeks. I actually thought he was a lot better than DeConning on yeah, the weekend. Yeah, one hundred percent was. I thought he was. I he was good. He, he went I, all right. I actually thought for the first time in a, in a number of weeks, Pitonet not having an impact around the ground didn't concern me as much. Obviously, it's still a massive issue, and you know, I'd, I'd be shocked if we went into next year, which we, we will go into next year with the same rucks, but. It's crazy because these guys don't do anything around the ground, but I didn't mind it as much this week because he, I thought he was really good in the middle pit and net, like probably his best game in the middle for a while. But DeConning wasn't great this week. No, he was terrible. And, and you know, I've, I, I'm going to call it how I see it. I thought DeConning has been fantastic over the last couple of weeks. I thought last week was close to his best ever game. And yeah, this was... The complete opposite. It was terrible. So they need to uh, they need to find you know what works for both of them to be in the team because right I can't say right now that we've had a week in the last nine where both have played well. Yeah, and no, I agree with that. It's always one of them. You don't and- get both of them play, and and that I don't know if you can go into a final conceding that one of them's not going to play well. That doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, that you're going into a final knowing that one of your rucks aren't going to play well. I feel like not, it's not going to miraculously change in a final. No. And I, I feel like there is a world where they can kind of complement each other, like they probably did last week against Melbourne, uh, rucking against Gorn. And look, we're playing a very similar ruckman this week in Briggs, who's quite physical and he'll yeah. get his own ball. And then obviously the final, we're either going to play Briggs or English, most likely, mm. which presents a really difficult task. I think if we play the Bulldogs, I'd be happy to let Pitonet not play. I'd be happy for DeConning to go up against English. Because I don't really care yeah, if English is going to get 25 touches around the ground in the back pocket on the... I don't really care. Like, Pitonet's there to tackle the big boys, which DeConning can't. Mm. 
but then again, we'll have to wait on Silvani's availability. That's right. Mm, well, he yeah, we'll get to Fairfell. Um, but zipping through, uh, Oes, I thought was fantastic. It was you know just he's become he's just been, he's reliable. Yep. It's the same every week from him. He's now up to twenty three goals for the year of fifteen games. That's awesome. It's a very solid return. He was good on the weekend. Oh, he's kicked. I looked at his numbers. Yeah. I find it interesting because I just, out of interest, wanted to look. So, if you look at his stats in the 2023 season, he is above average for goals. He's above average shots on goal, goal accuracy, goal assist. He's elite for marks inside 50 for his size. He's... Um, above average marks on lead. Like in most of the categories that are important for his game, he's in above average category. It's yeah. crazy. No, he's, he's put together a very good body of work. Martin. I thought Martin was real good as well. Yeah, he was. How good was he? No, he's just been so impressive. What an, a new dynamic he's added to this Carlson team. And once again, he also had four shots on goal. You know, it's one of my pet hates. He took... he opted to take the snap on his non-preferred instead of the drop punt on his preferred, which I just hate and missed. But Martin was just... He was great as he was great again. Kicked two. His set shot on the last quarter was absolutely... Mm. Just, <laughs> off the top enormous. shelf. Didn't even deviate from the middle. But Martin was... Martin's just added such a great... You know... I'll say the word again. Dynamic to our team. I've loved it. H? Well... He hadn't played since round 18, so it's, he missed four weeks. And obviously, it was a bit of a slower start. It probably wasn't a great Harry Mackay game, let's be honest. But this is where the value of Harry Mackay is going to be. We made the Gold Coast have to switch matchups at halftime between Kerno and Mackay. And I guess deep into the last quarter, having Mackay up the line as that outlet kick allowed Kerno to go behind the ball. Mm. So, what he adds to us structurally is immense. He'll be good for the run. We got the win. He got his goal. He, had, I think he had another shot on goal that he missed as well. He yep. did. I think he'll be fine for the run. He just he adds so much flexibility for Kerno's game. He, it's just it's a no brainer. Not that it's not even a debate. Let's talk about Jesse Motlop because last week he had six touches and was basically basically was just nowhere to be seen. But yep. I, I need to just give him some credit because on the weekend, I thought this was one of his best games for the football club. Yeah, it responded very well. 17 disposals, two marks, five tackles. He kicked two goals. He had eight score involvements. And on top of his two goals, two direct goal assists as well, 22 pressure acts for a small forward, 340 meters gain bolt. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, he also had four inside 50s and a rebound 50. For me, this was up there with the best we've seen of Jesse Motlop. Also, I think it's fair to say against St. Kilda and now against Gold Coast, he's kicked two very big goals in very big moments of the game and they've both been plucked out of his bum, which is literally what you want from your small forwards to just crumb a pack and just kick one out of nowhere and... That's, you know, he's becoming reliable. You know, he had a bad week last week, but to respond like that, um, yeah, he's going to be a player for us for the next 10 years who are going to go to the football every week and just look forward to watching. Yeah, I agree. He responded very well. It's actually a bit quirky. Martin, Motlop, and Owies all kicked two goals too. Yeah. All three of them, 2-2. Two, two. But no, I thought Motlop was good. How about that? Yeah, it's maybe six last goals, swamp. Six from those When's three? the last time three players from the same team in the same game all kicked two goals too? Um, 
Ed Kerno came on as the sub. Yeah, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Go on. Um, oh, that will be his last game for the season. We, we spoke about Cottrell in game 50. Yeah. Which we touched on him lightly. He deserves a bit more than that. He yeah, was no, great. Well, it's huge respect to Cottrell and obviously Cunningham as well for his 50th game. Yes. Two very unique journeys to the I 50. I thought it was odd they subbed him off in game 50. Well, we're there to win. No, obviously. We're not, obviously. We're obviously. Not, no, no, no. Obviously. And then, well, sometimes you just have to save the best for last. Charlie Kerno with just one of the most remarkable performances. You know, it probably isn't even top five in the amount of goals he's kicked this year, but it was that good. Five goals. He had 18 disposals, six marks. He had nine score involvements, two goal assists. Six pressure acts, 502 metres gained. Oh, goodness, four inside 50s. He even took the game-saving mark. And, you know, it's just that for me, it couldn't have summed up the match better. He literally took the mark. The ball ended in his hands at the end of the game. That game was, it, it was, it was the Charlie Kernow game, and there's been a number of them. It's just an incredible, incredible performance. Incredible. Oh, yeah, words don't even do it justice how good he was. He's, you know, the, he keeps doing it every week. The kick out the back, he did it to Owies. He did one to Herschel in the last quarter. That swing around 50-meter kick is, it's one of the great weapons in the game. Trademark. You know, yeah, it's crazy. And obviously, kick five himself. It was an incredible performance. I actually thought sitting in the stands when I saw him run down to full back, I actually thought we went a bit early on it. There were about three and a half to go when did he did it. Did you hear what Vossi said? No. Nah. I think Vossi said as well, he's too early, but he couldn't tell him otherwise. The guy would not... Oh, so you're saying there was a Kerno-initiated thing? Kerno did not get told to do that. It's very interesting. He uh, Voss said he did not tell Charlie to do that. Okay, I didn't know that. It's something that they have trained. I read that. I, I think Wiedering spoke about it's that. It's something that, they that trained they've trained, that, but Kerno he dropping back. took the initiative. He was not told. And I think Voss even said it was a bit earlier than he would have liked. It felt probably about 90 to 100 seconds too early. Because we still... We have four points up with three and a half minutes to go. You still need a score. But Charlie Kerno probably didn't know how long was left. Well, yeah. It felt very early. And I was getting a bit, oh my God, it's just going to be like, we're going to be under siege for the next three minutes. We're going to... Couldn't have have worked out better. Well, yeah. (laughs) Could not have worked out better. I know. Yeah. Question. Question time. Yeah. And this is not just specifically a Carlton related question. When you look at the players in the competition, the Brownlow medal's a good indication of who the best players are, but it's not the best indication because forwards and backs don't really get the recognition they deserve, nor do rucks. It's a midfielder's award. Now, I know for you, Toby Green's been at rank one of, you know, your power rankings of the best player in the comp all year. He's been up there for a lot of it. For, for many years. For, yeah, he's been... You've you've always thought he was basically the best player in the comp for a while, or one of. Yeah. Right now, if we're talking at this point in time, who the best player in the comp is, is it Charlie Kerno? It, it'd be very hard not to say it's not Charlie. He's just... Well, he's more than... He's the king of Carlson. He's the... Yeah. You know, he's... He really is the man. He's complete box office, as is Toby. They are the two most box office players in this competition. Mm. They change results. Yep. They dictate the course of games. Yep. And they are an opposition's worst nightmare. Yep. And Toby Green is a nightmare to think about playing this week and potentially oh. next. 
a complete nightmare. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sure Sam Taylor will have some sleepless nights as well coming up against Kerno. You know what? I'm not even sure Taylor will get Kerno. That's how big the inclusion yeah. of Mackay is. It could be like Connor Iden going on to Kerno. Or Buckley. I think Buckley got him last year. So... <laughs> So Hang on, is, how fitting would it be for Nick Newman to finish the year on Toby Green and beat him to cement all Australian? He beat him earlier in the year. Yeah, well, that'd be great. But um, um, no, Kerno, yeah, he's... Charlie Ballard's one of the best defenders in the comp, hands down. Yeah. He, he's been in my All-Australian team for a mm. lot of this year, slipped out of it now, he's not in there anymore. But and Collins is no easy beat either. Ballard will make the All-Australian 40 for sure. Yeah. He's had a fantastic year, and he was absolutely destroyed on the weekend to the point where they actually moved Collins onto Kerno. That, yeah. that tells you all you need to know. The best defenders in the and comp if, can't stop him. Darcy Moore could not stop him. And if Harry wasn't playing, it just would have been both of them. Yeah, correct. Or it would have been one of them and Mac Andrew. Yeah, correct. Who he, he looked very good, I thought, Mac Andrew on yeah, the weekend. Well, he killed the cutting. He was fantastic. Um Yeah, I, it's an interesting one. I think for me, right now, Kerno's one in my power rankings for best players in the comp. Yeah, he, it's hard to say he's not. Bont Green Petrarca, the next couple. Yeah. Um but Ed yeah, he's just he's unbelievable. Well, he's gonna have an eighty goal season, most likely. So he's eight ahead of Tex with yeah. a round to go. Tex will probably kick 10. They're playing West Coast. He kicked 10 against them last time. He's not going to kick less than six, I'd say. He should be able to kick six. It could come down to the last game where Kerno needs one to two or maybe three it goals. It could. Maybe a little... He'll be right. A little bit tired to that game. He'll well, be right. That is player analysis done for this week. BNF votes. Well, for the ninth week in a row, we go from the five, don't we? The five, four, three, two, one. Yes. Let's go. Has to be Kerno 5. I've also got Kerno 5. Newman 4. Newman 4, same. Weedering 3. I've actually got Hewitt 3. Hewitt 2. Weedering 2. Acres 1. I have not given Acres 1. And this one for me, I was a little bit... Mm, wasn't sure because my BNF's gotten to a point now where each vote is very, very important. And I don't like to look at the table. I don't want to let it influence my votes. But this week, I just... I looked around and I thought, there's only one man who can get this one vote. And I thought that Jesse Motlop deserved it. He was absolutely fantastic. Kicked a very big goal, so he gets the one vote. How's your top five shaping up? Top five's looking uh, pretty close. Pretty close. Chera, Newman, Kerno, Cripps. They're all up there. It's looking very close. How's yours looking? Top five right now. Kerno in one, Newman two, Cripps three, Weedering four, Chera five. Mm, love that. We'll see how we go. Now, Bolt, before we get into Twitter questions, we've got to do a VFL review. And this one might not be that pleasant to no. do because the game itself certainly wasn't pleasant. 23-11, 149, the Gold Coast Reserves, defeating our reserves, 210-22. Was Disaster. A two, it was a 127-point demolition. Now, to put it into a... Give a little bit of context. Not, not that it's any sort of excuse, but... The Gold Coast are top of the table. They've only lost two games all year, but really, you shouldn't be that far well, off the pace. Well, our VFL team ended up missing the finals by about 3%. Mm. So, even if you only lost by 70-odd, it might have been enough to get into the the wild card round in the VFL. But it's yeah, a disaster for them. I know it might not mean much to you, but I actually do think it's indicative, the fact that we didn't make finals. I think I've, I think I've always been of the opinion that 
the way your VFL side is going is majorly indicative of the depth that you've got yeah. and just the general shape of your list. Now, we're by no means been at the bottom, and that VFL team has basically been stripped of its best players because of the injuries that the senior teams had. But at the same time, it would have been nice to make the finals. Well, I actually think it's a little bit frustrating because now it's not going to give the opportunity for a lot of these guys to be playing throughout the next two to three to four weeks. That's true. Their season's done. So, Is there one more game or is it done? No, it's done. I don't think it's done. So it, it's a it's little done. bit frustrating in that regard. Hang on, that's... That's more than a little bit frustrating. Yeah. That's majorly frustrating. It is. Yeah, that's actually not even a joke. That's that's not good. Um, we'll take a look at how they went. Binzi, 26. He was obviously, once again, leading disposal getter for the reserves. Um, you know, five tackles, six marks, four rebounds, 50 to go with it. Lewis Young had 22. Cowan had 22. Sam Durden had 20. O'Brien had 18. Plowman, 16. Carroll, 14. Uh, Philp, good to see him back again with 11. And then it was uh, Corey dead and only had the eight. Boyd, seven. Silvani injured, supposedly, with seven. Um, Lemmy, six. O'Keefe, six with 23 hitouts. Dom, Equay with five. So, uh, Silvani copying another injury to that knee. That's um, pretty shattering. We Very, don't know how well, bad yeah, it we, is. We, they haven't announced the severity or any further details to it, but... Oh, yeah, it's one of those players I'd love to see, okay? Bolt, uh, VFL, there's not much to talk about here. Let's move over. Is, is there anything else we need to touch on here? No, just obviously very disappointing, but all attention now to the AFL side. Let's go. Uh, all right, let's get these Twitter questions up wherever they went. Well, another week of nice Twitter questions as well, which is always handy, isn't it? It definitely is. Um, hang on. Just I don't reckon, sets the mood. Or did you not even do it? Maybe we were that drunk on Saturday that we forgot to do the Twitter questions. Hang on. I'm, I'm not going to edit this out. No. Is it, I dead set am looking here <laughs> and there is... I don't know what happened. I don't know if it didn't... Po- I remember standing well- outside Heritage Bank Stadium, walking out, copying the post that I'd pre-prepared and pasting it. I don't know what's happened to it. Oh, Did I post it funny. on my personal Well, account? we can't hide from the fact we're out, <laughs> we're out drinking from about 11.30am on the Saturday straight to the game and there was a lot consumed at the game. You've got to understand, frozen cocktails, they just... They, they shouldn't be legal at the football. That's too funny. That's I was, I was just under the impression you posted it no, as well. No, uh, mate, like, I'm looking if I did on my... Per- no, I didn't. Where did oh. I post? Oh, I must have not even published. That is so funny. Let me take a look if it's well, in the drafts. at least it will provide the it audio. It is. Look at that. Hang on. You're witnessing this. Failed to send. Hang yeah. on. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... Hang on a second. Not great connection. At, I've written there. Drop your thoughts. Carrara. <laughs> You, you can see that there. Yeah, 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 I can see it. It says failed to send. So um, I'm going to have to, well, <laughs> the reception out in Carrara, they've absolutely cooked us there. We've been majorly stitched up. So apologies to everyone this I like morning. how we just got so <laughs> sourced after the game that we just assumed, yeah. It's- it went up. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, like- we were so sourced. <laughs> you would, yeah, gee. It was a long night, but. Once again, we're celebrating, and a lot of people can say, you know, Carlton fans are celebrating. I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> oh, oh, it happens. But I like how a lot of people, you know, can come at us and say, oh, you're celebrating mediocrity. Oh, it's just making the finals. Well, as Michael Voss said, we have to acknowledge it. It means a lot for our fans. 
you know, this is such a big step in to a place we haven't been in so long. And after last year's heartache, you know, we deserve it. We do. Um, we do. Well, team changes. So, so let's. So they've said that. Dow, sorry, they've said that Chera Walsh and McGovern will play. Is that correct? Yeah, and Kennedy might be in line to play as well. Okay, so let's say that the first three play. It'll be yep. McGovern for Marchbank. I'd yep. say that's pretty simple. And then Cripps will need a rest. So you'd yep. say that Walsh comes in for Cripps. And then, is it, is it Hollands for Chera? I think it's Hollands. And then, yeah, and then Doherty goes to the wing. And then Kennedy, That's where Kennedy is the sub, maybe? Unless they want to play Kennedy. Instead of Cunningham. Yeah, in that forward role. But I still like that. I, I like that. Because Kennedy can play that role. Are we bringing in too many at once? Back from, you know, a month plus off. Well, would you rather that or their first game back being the final? No, that's also a fair observation. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. I, I don't think they'll play Kennedy this week. But then again, like Cunningham... It's going to be tight. Mm. It's going to be real tight. You're the coach. What are you yeah. doing? No. Not, not what you think they'll do. Yeah, well, what I'm, are you doing? I'm definitely going McGovern for Marchbank. Yep, same. I'm definitely... I, I would rest Cripps personally. Yep, same. So, 100%. I'm bringing... Sheriff. He had this padding yeah, over no, his rib yeah, no. cage. He looked so sore at the game. I, well, I, when he came back on, straight away, shout out to the legends that we sat with, by the way. Ryan Kagan, Benj Michelson, two legends. They said straight away, um, you know, oh, got this thing over his rib cage. What was that? Um, and Jordan Tonkin as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gee, I'm sourced. Who else was there? I haven't forgotten. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. Like, mate, there was something over his rib cage. He was clearly in trouble. Didn't bend over. I reckon there was something there. So, he'll probably miss. Yeah, no. So, yeah. I wouldn't play Cripps. I'd bring Chera for Cripps. And I'd personally go Walsh for Hollands. Doherty moves out onto the wing. Or even Cottrell spent a lot of wing time on the weekend. And then, I, I don't... I personally, I'd like to see Cunningham stay. Then it's a matter of do you play Lockie Fogarty? It's... Maybe Fogarty's the one that comes in for Cunningham, but I probably wouldn't. It's, I wouldn't make that call personally, but it's stiff on the fog. Oh, I'd, like I, fog I'd probably make Matt in. Kennedy the sub instead of Ed Kerno. Fog's got to have a role here. There's got to be some sort of place for him in this team. It's tough. We've now got the extra tall in. Also good to see Dirds back in the VFL. Yes. Basically hasn't played in three months. Yep. So no, very he, nice he's, for he's him. probably not going to come into the AFL side given the form of our smalls, which is crazy to say. But um, at least he's back out there. Yeah, no, for sure. He's got a lot of work to do to get into that team, but might have to get a bit of luck going his way. Well, it's going to have to be because it's not like he has the opportunity no. now to do the work because there's no VFL games. 100%. Um, well, embarrassing of that <laughs> we've just completely set up the show for Twitter Transparency with the fans. A very honest we're not, mistake. We're not going to edit it out. We're no, just going to no. leave it in there. We were sourced. It's as simple as that. <laughs> and there's no there's no beating around the bush. It failed to send. I didn't go back to check that it had sent. But you can't say I did yeah, either. And you're, you don't do the Twitter. So. No. <laughs> um, sometimes sh- I see it. But so I usually see it and retweet it. I don't even think. I don't know why I thought... You- Didn't well, by the time you walk out of that stupid stadium and there's no proper public transport and you've got to walk to get the Uber and you just, you know, Twitter questions was the last thing on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was straight onto it. Especially whilst the Essendon fighter jets were getting pummeled. Yes. You know, that was attention quickly turned there. But anyways, I think the one we've all been waiting for now. Yes. 
This has been 24 months in the making. It's 24 months in the making. Two years. We had the horror of last year, which actually, as we record here today on Monday, August the 21st, it's the one year anniversary of round 23 Collingwood last year. So, um, condolences to you and everyone you know that was at the game. <laughs> but um, obviously, that was a really traumatic time in our Carlson lives. But a year on, we get to finally celebrate the arrival and the conclusion as such of LFC. We've triumphed against the odds and we'll be playing finals. And now, for the first time in the history of LFC, we will be getting greedy and picky and LFC will be adjudicated on a personal note now. (laughs) Who would you like to play first week? Wow. So... For the first time in history. It's a new chapter of LFC. We've turned over a page, Bolt. We've, this page was in... It was half turned last year. Yeah, in fact, there. it was virtually turned. It was there. It, the, the top half of the page was touching the other side. It was turned and then you know, we had to flick it back over. But finally, we're there. LFC. All right. Incredible. So now, can we run through the fixture and you just explain the ramifications? Yeah. Well, obviously... To start, we yeah. can't finish higher than fifth. But can we finish lower? We can definitely... We can finish as low as seventh. Hmm. And how would that happen? We would and obviously, need- everyone knows that the difference between fifth and sixth is very minor. The only difference is your opposition. But obviously, the difference between fifth and seventh is a home. Or in this situation, given where Sydney will probably finish, the difference between a home and an interstate final. So... In order to finish seventh, we would need to lose and we would need St Kilda and Sydney to both win, yep. including a bit of a percentage Sydney swing. Sydney to between- make up four and a half percent on us, which is doable if they're winning and we're losing. Mm. Um, that's but, the way but, we but, finish but seventh. Probably it would have to be five goals either way. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah, which is hard. Tough. We shouldn't we realistically- shouldn't dip below six. In, in the realistic world of LFC, we, we should be playing- 95% sure we'll be playing at the MCG first week of finals. a lovely number. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just manifesting. Okay. So, Friday night footy, Bombers, Pies. Well, I think before we start, who out of St Kilda, Sydney, GWS, the Western Bulldogs, I'm happy to do a little exercise here. Rank them one to four on who you'd most prefer to play. Okay, first I like week. this. I would From who you'd like to who you'd least like. I'll just start off by saying I don't like playing any of these. I'd, no, I no, no. I would have preferred no the Bombers here. or like... Oh, of course. You know, th- those teams that missed out. I-, I think I think it's easier to go from least to most. Like, I would least like to play the Bulldogs. Yeah. You're on the same page. They've got I, the most X factor to pump us on a, in a yeah. final. I think I'd least like to play St Kilda. From why? Just because I think... Making the finals is a bit of a momentous occasion for St Kilda as well. Mm. They've only made it once since 2011, and that was in the COVID year where no one could go. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be a bit of a night for their supporters as well. I agree. And I'm very much now on the... I'm kind of operating on the premise that this final, for us, is all about... It's two words. Hostility and momentum. And I want the MCG to be as hostile as possible for whoever we play. Yep, I agree with that. So, and I think St Kilda, you know, they've earned their right to be in the finals. They're there with a game to spare. So, like, I just don't think that'd be a pushover. 
They're oh, no, also no. They're, none of these teams. No, no, no. I, I know none of them. Are pushed. I, I just think St Kilda. I'd at least prefer to play okay. St Kilda. So I think I'm Bulldogs. I'm Bulldogs. Next, this is odd, but next I'm the Swans. Yep. Like I think they're flying. They're coming off a grand final. You can't underestimate the Swans winning over an Adelaide. Mate, Huge. That is bloody tough. So I would not want to play the Swans. So my next would I, I be don't, the I don't, Bulldogs. Yeah, I don't want to play St Kilda at so all. So who would you least want to play? You, who do you want to play the most? I want to play the Giants. But in saying that, in sorry to interrupt, in saying that, the, the fact that we'd have 90,000 at the G and they'd have no one, it doesn't mean anything to them because they never have anyone. And they've been there before. They've done that. It doesn't. They don't care who's there and who's not because realistically, they're never backed. So for yeah. them, I don't think that that's even a factor. Whereas, no, I agree with that. Whereas against the Swans, if we've got 75 and they've got 15 or 20, that might be a factor because they are used to having a bit of a crowd around them. So if I had my choice, I'd pick the Swans to play first week at the G. That would be my number one choice. I think, and now especially compounded with the fact Tom McCartan's going to be suspended for that first final. The back line's been the issue for Sydney for the entire year. If we're entering a final with our towers in, and they're not going to have either McCartan brother, and they're going to be so undermanned down there. For me, that just... And obviously, no Franklin, which can't be underestimated either. You know, you lose probably still your best or second best tall forward. Mm. I don't know. The Sydney matchup feels... Like I'd go in really confident at the MCG. Yeah, that's fair. That's probably the team, but... Once again, you can't be greedy. It looks like we're going to get either the Giants or the Dogs. Both teams have their pros and cons, I feel. The, the reason why I don't really want to play the Western Bulldogs is just because there's a bit of... Un- it's the uncontrollable force of you don't know what you're going to get. And they're the go- and that makes me nervous. And they've got the highest ceiling of those four teams. Yeah, I agree. And the Bont factor is a factor. I don't care what anyone well, says. Is. That guy is one of maybe three to four players in the comp who can change a game by himself. And literally, yeah, it's like in basketball. You don't want to play the team with LeBron. You don't want to play the team because well, you know, with the, them, it's one of five. And this the other is one options, of 23, but that's it's still the same sort of thing. The bond factor is massive. And the other option is Toby Green, which is also just as daunting. But I don't know. I'm very much... I also want to enjoy the night. I want it to be a big Carlton night. You know, I want to be excited for it. And, you know, knowing there'd be 90,000 Carlton fans at the MCG, whether it's a Thursday, Friday night, whatever it is, made me really excited. But or you know a Tuesday, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> but it will be interesting. In terms of the ladder this week, I'm always of the opinion, let's finish as high as possible. If we can lock in fifth position, the way the results should go is that we'd be on the side of the draw with the loser of Collingwood and Melbourne, which is tough. But it would also mean we don't have to go into state second week. Whereas if we finish six, we would most likely have to go into state for a semi if we get through. Mm. So I think it's just better to stay home. Two teams who have beaten in the last month. 100%. Brisbane at the Gabba Port at the Adelaide Oval are very tough. Not where I would want to be going. I'd be happy to play the D's second week. And well, I'd hang be- on. You wouldn't be happy, but you'd be happier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd give us Collingwood. May as well go down swinging if we're going to go out. Yeah, I agree. They could have. They might have hit a wall. You never know. But I think it's good to finish on that side of the draw. Yep. Where you're going to get... If we get through, we'll get the home semi. 
And then you're going to have to go on the road at some point to win the flag. Mate, let me paint the picture. We've won nine in a row right now. Nothing should scare us here. Let's say we beat the Giants. That's 10. Let's say we make it through to a semi-final and play the loser of Melbourne and Collingwood. If we win that game, we're going into state, yes, in a prelim, very tough. But, mate, we're going into state off 12 wins... And we've just knocked off the pies of the D's. Like, no, I agree. Th- I'd much prefer to go into state as late as possible. No, no, 100%. That's why I want to finish fifth. Yeah. Stay on this side of the draw. Like, this team, hopefully, and it looks like they don't fear anything right now. Yeah. So, in terms of the results to get us fifth, well, basically, we can control that fate. All so, we what, need so to now do is win. LFC shifts from making finals to making fifth. So, we just need yeah. to win. Let's hold but fifth. Let, but let's say we don't win. Yeah. Let's take a look at the matches to see what needs to happen to see us finish fifth. So, Essendon and Collingwood makes no difference. Yeah. There's only really two games that make a difference. Although, hang on. If Collingwood lose and Brisbane win, there's the chance that Collingwood finish second, isn't there? That is the... the, Yes. So, we actually might want Collingwood to win. Yes. So, we actually... That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, we want the Pies to win. Yeah. Hawks, Dockers makes absolutely no difference. That's a dead rubber. North... Gold Coast makes absolutely Dead no rubber. difference. Brisbane St Kilda. Well, now, this is where we would want Brisbane to win. On the premise that Collingwood win. Yes. But if Collingwood lose, well, true. If Collingwood lose, we probably still want Brisbane nah, to win. No, but well, then we're going to fall. T- yeah, well. Oh, then we might actually want. Oh, this gets. This it gets, gets really <laughs> curly. It's <laughs> really hard to think three weeks in advance. I think let's just hold fifth. Hold fifth. Yeah. And hope Brisbane okay. win. So, let's go for the Lions. Uh, cats, dogs, doesn't make a difference. Uh, oh, no. Actually, we probably want the Cats to win. Yeah, it looks like they're going to rest. Have you seen the Yeah, yeah it's an absolute joke. No Cameron, no Hawkins. Close is out. Duncan's out. Atkins out already. And it's Monday. But as long as Messi's playing, they'll be right. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to completely put the queue in the rack. Um, but be, I'd like Geelong to win. All right, West Coast Adelaide. Well, this one does mean something for something else. Not the finals race, but it means something for the Coleman. And in the... In the, uh, in the interest of Charlie, we'd like the Eagles to win because I don't think Tex will be kicking eight if That's they fair. lose. Uh, Port Adelaide-Richmond obviously means not a whole lot. Sydney and Melbourne. So we're Swans fans here, aren't we? We're not? Well, no. Oh, true, because... Oh, yeah. We don't want Sydney getting anywhere near us. We want... We want nah Sydney. We want Melbourne so, so to win. We, so we sort of do need Port to win then. So that game actually does mean something. Yes. So Melbourne can hold fourth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we want Port to win against Richmond. Sorry. And then we want we Melbourne. We essentially want the top four teams winning this week. Yeah. And then obviously we want to beat the Giants. Okay. Well, if the top four teams win this week, the ladder as it is right now won't change. The top seven positions won't change if okay. the top four teams win. Okay. All right. Well. It's going to be but a mammoth. It's nice for the first time in LFC history to be looking up rather first than time behind. in history. Wowie. So, does this mean next year? What happens next year with LFC? Well, we... Do we just reset we're and very, go back We're to- a very hybrid organization. We see how it's looking. Okay. We, okay. We, we evaluate. We, we don't know. Okay. Okay. Bolt, thank you. No worries. Another win in the books. And, uh... Hopefully we can make it. I hope it. everyone enjoyed us embarrassing ourselves on this show That's and forgetting right. to do it. Forgetting to, well, not forgetting, right. but not successfully oh, posting the Twitter. On holiday mode up on the Gold Coast, but hopefully this week we make it 10 in a row. Yes. Heading into our first finals campaign in 10 years.
Wowie. Very exciting times. Maybe we'll have to post a picture of what you looked like when we last played finals. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll think about that one. A, 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 a teenage, a teenage Bolt. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Um, thank you, Bolt. We'll be back next no week. Stress. Uh, hopefully after a win. And then the pre-finals by which now we can just put our feet up and enjoy. I know. It's very exciting. We'll see usually, you know. usually it's us reminiscing on what was a lost year, but now we put our feet up and we enjoy. Thank you, Bolt. It is. Go Blues. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous 